All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote, it's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they've also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale, four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S forward slash Just News. Hello, America. Happy Saturday. We've got a great show for you. Don't go anywhere. We've got the perfect Saturday fair. There was an extraordinary report that we broke late Thursday, actually, it was on Just the News, a Senate Health Committee report by Republicans revealing that the predominant evidence about where COVID-19 came from indicates that it came from a lab research accident in Wuhan, not from the natural environment like Dr. Anthony Fauci told us for many, many long years. Congressman Daryl Issa from California is going to join us first today. Going to have a great conversation about all things China. And then Kimberly Herman, my good friend, the chief counsel for the Southeastern Legal Foundation, a public interest law firm that has helped just the news and myself fight for freedom of information requests, open record requests in places like the Eric Greitens case. Last week, we released a whole bunch of very important documents on Eric Greitens, and those made a lot of news, particularly in Missouri, but all across the country. We're going to talk to Kim Herman about the mindset of bureaucrats, why it's so hard to get the people's business from the people's business agencies, the government, and what uh, Southeastern Legal Foundation has been doing to get that, whether it's um, the Eric Greitens scandal, the Russiagate scandal the Ukraine scandal, or something as basic as parents getting information about the curriculum and lessons that their children are being subjected to in public schools. We're going to have that conversation as well. And of course, we have some fairly extraordinary sponsors and partners in all parts of our Just the News, John Solomon Reports family. We're so grateful for them because they not only have great products, great services, They make special offers just for the Just the News family. And my good friends at Bambi are doing that. They know people like you and me who run businesses well, they need help with HR. It's expensive to have an HR director. A lot of small businesses try to cut that expense out. Well, Bambi makes it easy for you to have a full-time dedicated HR manager starting at just $99 per month. You heard that right. Not $99 a day, $99 a month. They're available by phone, email, and real-time chat. So onboarding and terminations and complying with the local, state, and federal HR rules happens smoothly. 
your team reaches peak performance, your business stays compliant with all these changing HR regulations in the 21st century, and uh, you get a U.S.-based person to talk to day and night, to consult with, to get an assessment and make the right decision. And keep in mind that if you were to hire someone like that, it's eighty, ninety, hundred thousand dollars a year to get a real pro. Uh, Bambi, B-A-M-B-E-E, well, they uh, put you on autopilot. They automate your most important HR practices like setting policies, ensuring training, and getting feedback from your employees, your most important asset, right? Your humans. So uh, don't waste any time. Bambi starts at $99 per month, and you can schedule a free conversation today, kind of do a flyover of your company and find out how Bambi can help you have a better HR platform. That is an outstanding opportunity. How are you going to do that? You're going to go to Bambi, B-A-M-B-E-E dot com right now and type in John Solomon under podcast when you sign up. It's really an incredible opportunity for your company. Take all the worry out of HR. Get it off your list. Let Bambi do the work. And when you do that, when you bring them into your family, you're helping this show, John Solomon Reports, and just the news, because Bambi's one of our sponsors, one of our advertisers, one of our strategic partners. Now, one more time, go to Bambi, that's spelled B-A-M-B-E-E dot com, and type in John Solomon to get started on this extraordinary offer. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, Daryl Issa will be first up, followed by Kim Herman. What a great show for a Saturday afternoon. Hey folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title and your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in Lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, add Lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code JUSTNEWS15. That's the promo code JUSTNEWS15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a health care provider. 
Congressman Daryl Issa from the great state of uh, California. Congressman, great to have you back on the show. Well, John, thanks for having me on. And, and you know, it is amazing that it took nearly well, two years uh, to state what we knew on day one, and that is that the chances that a bat not indigenous to Wuhan somehow got into a wet market and it jumped to a human being when there was no history of that happening, it, it never passed the sniff test. You know, it's uh, I'm an old Sherlock Holmes uh, kind of a person. And, you know, if you've got something that is obvious and likely, and then you've got something that's incredibly unlikely, as a matter of fact, just about impossible, which do you choose? And thank goodness the Senate finally stated the obvious, which is this really could only have come from that coincidental region lab that was experimenting exactly on those bats and exactly on COVID, something that makes it pretty obvious. Yeah, you, sir, have been such a champion of free speech in speaking out constantly about censorship. The fact that this was censored at the beginning and called a conspiracy theory and really credible medical experts silenced uh, the concern that censorship, it seems so well accepted in Washington. How do we beat that back? You know, more free speech is going to be the Republican mantra come January 3rd, if we're honored to be chairman. Uh, and that means we're going to listen to speech we don't like. We're going to we're going to let the Congressional uh, Hispanic Caucus uh, tell us exactly why they want to be considered bipartisan, but they won't let a Republican in. Uh, we're going to have more free speech. And it's just that way. And, you know, sometimes it means you've got to denounce reprehensible speech. But I'm OK with denouncing something. I'm not OK with uh, censoring it, particularly when there's even the smallest chance they could be right. And, you know, unfortunately, there are very few. I'm, a, you know, I'm a, worked as an engineer for many years. There are very few postulates that that can't be proven to be wrong. For example, inflation and recession at the same time. Before Jimmy Carter, we didn't think it was possible. Now we accept that Biden has given it to us again, even though he's still denying that we went into a recession. Yeah, good point. Oh, man. Congressman, I, I, you know, COVID was such a disaster for for a couple uh, different Amanda, administrations. Amanda, Amanda, I'm not going to I'm not going to ever disagree with you on anything else this this time, I promise. But the, our reaction to this was awful. And we have to keep reminding ourselves that as much of a disease and as many people as it affected, Many countries had a worse reaction, but many, many countries had a better reaction. And we need to study those reactions because it's how we react to a challenge like uh, COVID uh, that's going to matter in the future. And we cannot have our kids uh, thrown out of school. We cannot let lots of people get full pay for not working and then be surprised when it leads to inflation and a reduction in the quality of life for so many people. Mm. Absolutely. And now a reduction in the trust of the American people for their government. And it's not just with COVID. John reported on justthenews.com about these 325,000 unread emails by the State Department from people in Afghanistan who were wanting to evacuate in the wake of that disastrous withdrawal. Is, is this just government incompetence at its finest? Well, remember, the State Department got itself evacuated and then asked ask DOD to figure out with almost no troops how to get the rest of them out. And if not for some of our allies in the region, including uh, Qatar, we wouldn't have gotten many of them out. Most of the uh, 
uh, Afghan uh, families and, and uh, translators and so on that are now in my district, we got most of them out with the help of Doha Air. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't the State Department, it wasn't even DOD, because they basically packed up and left behind Americans and people who had worked with Americans. And it doesn't surprise me that there were 300,000 unread emails. Uh, you know, I, in some cases, I had to go directly to National Security Advisor Sullivan just to get the attention on things where we had a solution and they were blocking it and get it unblocked. Uh, but look, they're, they're going to write books for generations about uh, the effects of pulling out of Afghanistan. I just think today the number one effect of pulling out of Afghanistan is it emboldened Putin to go into Ukraine. And we now have a responsibility in Ukraine we wouldn't have had if we'd, if we'd held the line in Afghanistan. Yeah, really remarkable. It's a, such a true thing. It's going to be carrying on for generations. We're going to be feeling the effects of that. I want to ask you about two things related to uh, the way Democrats have reacted in the past. Uh, early on, Democrats criticized President Trump for warning that TikTok might be a bad thing for America security-wise, and also constantly said there's no reason to distrust China. They're not going to meddle in our elections. Now, the Intelligence Committee Chairman Mark Warner says Trump was right about TikTok, and one of the most important cyber uh, research firms in America said China is carrying out right now an information warfare in the middle of this election. How did Democrats get these two things so wrong? Well, I want to congratulate uh, Mark Warner for, for seeing this. He represents a lot of high tech in the Beltway area, as I represent a lot of technology here in San Diego and surrounding area. And everybody we deal with, everybody both on the defense side and on the commercial side, tells us about what the Chinese are doing and how effective they're being. So, you know, how did they get it wrong? They got it wrong by denying what they knew to be true. And, I, you know, we, when I was on the Select Intelligence Committee, we were getting bombarded with this information. Uh, you, but you only have to talk to Jamie Dimon at J.P. Morgan or anyone else who, had, who has been part of the attack, and they're gonna tell you that the Chinese are doing it and they're doing it with reckless disregard. So. TikTok is such a good example where uh, they turned it into a, a full spy tool and, uh, and fools uh, signed up for it, even though it was designed to be a spy tool. And it's been an effective one. Yeah. Congressman, very quickly before we go, um, I know that there are a lot of platform points for you as we head into the last, what, 11 days until midterms. Border security, obviously, you representing that part of California is very important. But in this home stretch, what are you what issues are you focusing on with voters? Well, I'm going to take a hint from uh, Bill Clinton. It's the economy, stupid. <laughs> you know, our bad energy policy has created a deficit that we, we need to work our way out of. Our overspending has created inflation. All of this comes back to the economy. If we straighten out the mistakes we're making, we'll straighten out the economy because all the private sector needs is sufficient energy, consistent policy, and government out of the way, and they will get it done. So that's what we're gonna be doing come January 3rd. It's our promise to America is more free speech, more energy, and more opportunity in America for the private sector to make us prosper. Yeah, I think that's what Americans are just pleading for right now. Congressman, real quickly, what's the most important thing to be investigated? You're one of the great investigators in Congress, number one priority. We've got about 20 seconds left. You know, we have to pick up where the so-called January 6th left off. 
we have to look at what where there are threats to our democratic system and go after them. But it's not where they're saying it's really at Hunter Biden and other people's books. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Welcome back, America. Earlier this week at Just the News, we had a very important story, the culmination of three years of litigation to try to force a George Soros a bankrolled prosecutor in St. Louis, Kimberly Gardner, to divulge the political forces, political enemies she was working with when she brought an indictment against former Missouri Governor Eric Greitens, an indictment, by the way, that forced him to uh, resign from office. And then we found out she didn't have any of the evidence of the wrongdoing she alleged, and the indictment was dismissed. And we wanted to find out what external sources were involved. And we broke that story earlier this week. The three-year legal battle right alongside us the entire time was the Southeastern Legal Foundation, one of the most important nonprofit public uh, law firms, public interest law firms in the country. They've helped us on so many things, whether it's Hunter Biden, the FBI Russia collusion, and now this Eric Greitens case. And joining me right now, one of the greatest lawyers in the country, the general counsel for Southeastern Legal Foundation, and my good friend, Kim Herman. Kim, great to have you back on the show. Great to be with you, John. This was a long battle. You would think that a prosecutor would have to honestly tell you the first time you file an open records because I have these records here. They are. But Kim Gardner first said they didn't exist. Then she tried every tap dance uh, known uh, in politics to try to keep them from us. But your persistence helped us prevail. Uh, this is a pretty big open records victory for all of Missouri, quite frankly, for all of America, right? This is a huge victory, and you're, you're not kidding, John. This took three years of fighting in court. Um, you know, we, we worked together. We also worked with Freedom Center of Missouri, Dave Rowland over there, who co-counseled this case with us. And, you know, what, what's really amazing, I mean, we've litigated some cases for seven years against federal agencies in which we fight over what documents they have to produce. The shocking thing here is, like you said, 
you sent them this request, asked for all of the records and communications between Kim Gardner's office and multiple George Soros-backed entities and PACs and, and people, um, and they just ignored it. They said, we don't have to give you anything. And when we filed in court, they refused to even answer the complaint in shocking disobedience to the court in which the court finally just entered a default judgment and said, you can't ignore us. You can't ignore them. Give them these documents. And it took us three years of continuing to fight to finally get them. Yeah, it, it really is stunning, the level of arrogance. And the courts were so upset with the way the prosecutor behaved that eventually they imposed a $5,000 fine, which is rare for a court to find a prosecutor in an open records case. That was another one of the victories that you won on our behalf. Um, you've had a little bit of time to not only digest the content, but really the larger story of the Eric Greitens case. A lot of people I talk to say, this is very similar to Russia collusion. They bring an allegation that isn't substantiated. They get it all the way to, in this case, an indictment. They force a Republican out of office and then they say, oops, we don't really have the evidence. But by that time, the will of the people has been thwarted. Um, as you look in as a lawyer who's watched this and forced a lot of the information into the public, any bigger picture thoughts about what you see in this case and why it should matter to people even outside of Missouri or St. Louis? Yeah, I mean, this case is a classic situation of weaponizing um, our judicial system, weaponizing our prosecutors. Like you said, um, when people ask me about this case, and, and it, it can be hard to understand, there's payments going from this person to that person, there's pictures, there's not pictures, there's evidence, there's not evidence. But at the end of the day, what it really shows is that when external forces come in and put money and pressure onto our prosecutors, whether they're at the Department of Justice or whether they are your local prosecuting DA, that weaponizes their office. And they use it to, like you said, get their political enemies out of office to tarnish their reputations, to tarnish the reputations of anyone around them. And it really undermines our constitutional republic and our overall system of rule of law. Um, it's got to stop. How do we return confidence to that? That is a larger question. But bringing some sunshine and some sunlight onto these issues is our first step, I believe. Yeah, it is. And and uh, the sunlight that we've been able to give over three years through various different ways that we got documents, uh, you now have the chief investigator for this case, a former FBI agent. He's been convicted of evidence tampering, pled guilty. So he was tampering with evidence to try to juice this case by his own admission. And then Kimberly Gardner, the prosecutor, we had to fight with to get these documents that should have been public all along. Uh, she has been found to have committed more than 60 violations of her legal ethics uh, canons that lawyers are supposed to follow, uh, follow Missouri uh, Supreme Court imposing a reprimand on her recently. Uh, so the people who are in charge with enforcing the law in this case, they themselves have been found to violate the laws and rules. And I think that only further accentuates the uh, uh, the concerns about weaponization. When the prosecutors have to be reprimanded, when their investigators have to be indicted, there's something wrong with this uh, with this system. Kim, you do so much else that is uh, 
valuable at Southeastern Legal Foundation. Uh, I, one of the things I always enjoy, and I hear about these, and I think you just had another one recently, uh, you have uh, these extraordinary deep dive series where you go out and you train parents on how they can be engaged in their uh, children's education, how they can find out what the educators and the teachers are teaching their children, what the rules are. Uh, I know increasingly school boards and school systems have been hostile to parents, not wanting to give many information, but you're really arming a whole generation of parents of how to be civically involved in ensuring they, their kids get the right education Tell us about these deep dive series and how important they are. Yeah, no, th- thanks. Because um, it's one of my, it's one of the most fun things that I get to do. Right, we go to court all the time, um, testify in front of state legislators, but really working with parents. And, and I'm a parent. I've got a five and an eight year old, as you know. Um, and getting to work with them and help give them the tools that they can go to their school board meetings and really understand their rights and their kids' rights. Um, you know, when we started working in the area of parental rights and, and working to save America's schools over two years ago, um, really before it was a kitchen table discussion, we got so many questions from parents. They had no idea what their rights were at all. They just didn't think they had any. So first we put out a parent guidebook, um, which is kind of a high level review. Then we started a legal boot camp series, which kind of mirrors our parent guidebook. It's an hour long session. And that still wasn't enough. Parents were so, so hungry for more. So like you said, we'd start launch this deep dive series this last week where we spent two hours with parents going through very particular things of the law. So this week we talked about anti-discrimination laws. In a few weeks, we're going to talk about First Amendment, then transparency laws. And we're partnering with groups like No Left Turn in Education and Moms for Liberty to bring this to their leadership and their chapters um, because they need to work together through grassroots organizations. And then they also need to be armed through the legal, the legal um, issues in education. So it's just been a a privilege and a pleasure to work with all these parents and um, help give them the language and the tools and the understanding so that they can really fight to help save our schools. Yeah, it's such an important uh, skill set. Once you have it, you can exercise it over and over again and create a level of transparency for you and your family. And I think it's so exciting. We do it as journalists sometimes. It's very satisfying for us. But if you're a parent and you really want to know what's going on with your children's education, these tools that you're teaching parents are so, so valuable. It's really an amazing thing you're doing. Um there has been an interesting conversation I've been having. I talked to Newt Gingrich. Uh, we talked to some of the pollsters who've been doing great polls. Scott Rasmussen. Uh, we had uh, Mark Wilson, Lieutenant Governor from North Carolina on. They're all telling us uh, the same thing. And I think it's one of the untold stories of this election. Obviously, uh, inflation, energy, rising prices, uh, the economy, the first sort of driving force for this election. The second is uh, crime and security, whether it's the open border or urban crime and uh, people not even feeling comfortable letting their children out to play in the yard for fear a stray bullet might come flying through. But they're telling us the third thing, and it's something you've worked on, uh, is a radical school ideology curriculum, that that is driving a generation of parents to get involved, whether it's in becoming a candidate or vote, uh, and that it's the third rail. I think that's the, exactly the term that Mark Robinson used. The third rail of this election that when the exit polling come out in a week or two, we're going to see that an army of parents, an army of mom and papa bears were motivated to vote in this election. 
because they want to say enough is enough with this ideology that's creeping into the schools. You've had your finger on this pulse. You, you represent teachers. You represent parents. Do you have a sense that this has become more than just a local issue, that it's now a political movement in America to say, we're going to fix schools? It's a huge political movement. Um, you know, if we weren't in a, in a living in a world in a country where so many parents just didn't know how they were going to put food on the table uh, or how they're going to put gas in their car. I truly believe this would be the number one issue in our country. Um, our kids are ours. They are not the government's. And the government has too frequently, encouraged by the unions, forgotten that. Or maybe they've intentionally forgotten that. Um, we have kids being exposed to, oh my gosh, I, I just got the sexual education um, curriculum for a school district in Illinois for kindergartners. And I was so repulsed, I had to close it. I could not finish reading the document. And you're an adult. Think about what it is, how shocking it is to a kid, right? I, I can't even fathom my five-year-old being taught this in <sighs> class. Um, and, it, you know, parents do have a say. There was a, an op-ed that I read this morning out there saying parents don't have a say, they shouldn't have a say, government should set the curriculum. No, I am sorry. We are taxpayers. We are parents. And if you think for a second that parents are going to roll over and lay down because of some op-ed saying that we need to let the government control all of this, then you are sorely mistaken, right? Um, this is a huge political issue. It is a constitutional war that we are in. They are trying to use our kids as their soldiers. And I don't know a single mom that's going to let them. Yeah, I think you're right. Moms and dads alike are really riled up about this. And it's funny, you go through the Constitution, you go through the history of law in America as it relates to education. Nowhere, nowhere is there some proclamation that says the government gets to be a co-parent and you're only a, you know, you're only half in control of your children's education. Uh, and yet that's the mentality that seems to have seeped into the schools the last 10 or 20 years, who's been the driving force of it? Is it the teachers union? Is it liberal activists aligned with the teachers unions? But how do we get to the point where you have that troublesome curriculum that you just talked about in Illinois? You've got drag shows that young children are being dragged to. Um, somewhere there was a movement of forces that caused this to spread across the country, kind of below the radar, I think. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, we talk about how it's come through with through the colleges and through the ivory towers and all of that. But, you know, this is this is me as a non-lawyer and just as, as a mom speaking. But I really think it goes to the moral heart of our country. Um, you know, when you take um, morality out and when you take religion out, you look at the polls of, of you know, religion in our country right now, um, you know, you take out a, a belief in something bigger than yourself then you've got people that you can prey on. And the progressives, the, the left, whoever you want to call it, they know that. And I believe that it slowly has, has seeped in. Um, you know, I, I will scroll through social media and I, I just have to turn away because it's, it's unbelievable what you see some of these young people, Generation Z posting out there and their teachers now. Um, unbelievably so. And so, um, you know, I think we need to refine a moral compass as a country. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And one of the, it was interesting. I had Dr. Jeff Meyer on the other day. He's a well-known, um, Christian, uh, 
uh, author and uh, activist and actually runs one of the largest ministries in the country, Summit Ministries in California. And he said, the other element of this um, uh, movement inside schools to in, in, in inject transgenderism or critical race theory and all the other ones is it actually eliminates truth. There's no longer a truth. I mean, the truth has always been with, there's always been only men and women. Science tells us there's only two genders and there's something like 6,000 different biological differences between the genders. But if you can erase something as scientifically true as two genders, then you can erase all reality and then interpret it the way you want. And he, he talked about why that's becoming a larger fight, that this is not only a fight about what our children are going to be taught, but also the fact that truth has to be part of the education system. And, and some people are trying to eradicate that. You've represented some teachers, I think, in Missouri who went through these horrible trainings themselves and, and they were subjected to the sort of things that they then want, wanted the teachers to subject children to. Do you think there's a silent majority, a silent army of teachers that also are now uncomfortable with what their unions and their administrators have injected into the school system? Absolutely. Um, so the lawsuit that you're referring to in Springfield, Missouri, um, like you said, is brought on behalf of two educators. All, almost all of the lawsuits that we've brought in this area are plaintiffs or teachers. Parents want to fight. They want to know what their rights are. They want to go to the school board meetings. They want to take over their school boards. But largely, they have been very scared to file these lawsuits. The teachers, they've seen it for years and years stacked upon what the parents have seen, and they have had it. They can no longer in good conscience bring this into the classroom, and they come to us in droves wanting to actually be plaintiffs and stand up for the kids in their school districts. Um, it's been inspiring. Um, and, you know, the one, the one concern I have is that we've also seen a lot of teachers who have come to us and said, this was happening in my school district, and it still is, but I'm no longer teaching. I left. Wow. I couldn't do it anymore. And, you know, we've seen a lot of teachers leave the teaching profession. I really hope that, you know, down the road, we, there are some studies, there is some polling of those teachers. Did they leave because of COVID? Or did they leave because they just couldn't teach this to kids anymore and subject them to this? Because I have a sneaky suspicion that it's going to be equal parts, both of them. Maybe COVID pushed them over, right? Um, but it wasn't just that one thing. So um, I hope one day we get to see polling on that and can reflect on that and um, give those teachers hope that parents, lawyers, we're all here and we're also fighting alongside you. Yeah, such an important message. And there is strength in numbers. And there's also just uh, being able to share different experiences. You learn from each person's uh, battles and it, it, sharing that collective knowledge really arms all parents with the best practices, the best ideas, like what you're doing in these sessions. Uh, last question I want to ask, because I think at the end of the day, um, behind the education indoctrination movement in America where the liberals have been going, there's also a secondary effort to silence anyone who doesn't want to go along with whatever the elitists want to do. And the growth of not only uh, censorship and cancer culture in America, but uh, literally throttling information so that one side's views can't break through on all the normal channels that we have, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, whatever it is. It seems to be growing in ways that I, you, I don't think I could have imagined 20 years ago, 30 years ago when I got in the profession. Are people waking up to the idea that in addition to the ideological indoctrination going on, there's also sort of a thumb on the scale of free speech right now? I think people are absolutely waking up to that. And I think that they have been. 
I think that the, the question is really how do we overcome that, um, right? Social media, like you said, it, it is one of the, the biggest weapons that they have in this cancel culture, but everyone is so used to using it and it's become so ingrained in everyone's life. How do you walk away from that? Um, and you've got kids as young as third and fourth grade getting cell phones now and having access to it. But, you know, that's really where I think that as parents, we should be looking and we need to be aware of cancel culture. We need to know it's happening. I don't think it's any secret to anyone in this country. I don't, you don't really hear too many people saying, no, it doesn't happen. It's how do we protect our kids and even ourselves? Um, and, you know, I'm thankful for your publication, justthenews.com, because you not only give all of the facts to your stories, but you also give all of your source documents and put them out there for people to see. Um, and there is no cancel culture. It is only truth that you're going to get on your website. And so I'll take this moment to just say thank you to you for your contribution to our country and helping us. We love doing this. We actually enjoy being able to just say, hey, listen, we're not arrogant enough to think that you can't look at the materials that we have and make up your own mind. And so here they are. And it's become a bond with our readers. And uh, it's one of the more fun things that we get to do, that transparency called the digging tool on every story. And uh, thanks for noticing. It is something that we're very proud of. And uh, we want to keep going. Uh, Kim, as we wrap up quickly, uh, what's the best way for people to get engaged, not only what you're doing, but all the great work of the Southeastern Legal Foundation? Yeah, they can check out our website. Um, it's slfliberty.org. Um, and also give us a follow over at Twitter. Our handle is at slfliberty. Yeah, it's a must-follow Twitter feed, folks. And also check the site if you're a parent, if you're a teacher, if you're just cared about liberty and freedom in America, it is a must-read site. I check it often. I find lots of great story ideas there. And of course, we get we have the added blessing of being able to work with Kim on some of the litigation to force into the public information that bureaucrats don't seem to want to give the taxpayers. So we're very lucky, Kim. It's always an honor to have you on. On behalf of the whole Just the News family, I just want to personally thank you. You were in the trenches every step of the way on this Missouri fight, and uh, we couldn't have done it without you. And I just want to say a personal thanks for everyone in our readership, our viewership, our listenership that benefit from your great legal work. Absolutely. Thanks, John. I appreciate it. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to wrap things up for the day. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports. Be sure to tune in on Sunday. We've got quite the show for you. We're going to start off with current North Carolina Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson, followed by the former Chief of Staff to Donald Trump and former Congressman Mark Meadows, 
Jeff Landry, the Louisiana Attorney General who is taking on big tech censorship, winning some big victories, including the right to depose Anthony Fauci and former White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki. That, he's going to talk about that and what evidence we might get from those depositions. Then we've got Michelle Bachman, the former congresswoman, the former presidential candidate. She's going to talk about some of the issues rattling around in the 2022 election. She's got a lot going on there. Then we're going to talk to one of the candidates likely to win a seat, a first-time candidate, a guy who owns a trucking company down in Georgia, Mike Collins, leading in the polls for a congressional seat in Georgia. He's going to talk to us about connecting with real voters by talking about their issues, not talking past them like many Democrats are today. Wrap up with a really fun segment. You're going to get to hear some music, a brand new song called Liberty from a rising music star, Lauren Kelly, and her management team. We're going to have a good conversation about the state of music and music videos, the state of freedom, why she wrote the song Liberty. It's interesting. She is an Australian who came to the United States, and she kind of looks at the United States in her song like a looking glass, and she reflects on why America is so important and why preserving liberty in this country means something not just to Americans, but to the entire world. You're going to love that conversation with Lauren Kelly. All right, folks, have a great Saturday. We'll be back tomorrow with another edition of John Solomon Reports. Until then, God bless you and have a wonderful Saturday. At Just the News, we break the stories others in the media ignore or are too afraid to tell. We did it on Russia collusion, Hunter Biden, and the security and intelligence failures that preceded January 6th. Our stories have real impact and reach because we stick to the facts. I'm John Solomon. You can help me expand our honest, unvarnished, and unbiased reporting by becoming a premium member at Just the News. You'll get an ad-free experience and exclusive member-only access to events, and you'll be helping us dig up more truth. Join today at justthenews.com slash subscribe.